0: With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need to know what's happening, it's time to get In the Huddle with Carl Dukes and Jason La Back for another edition of In the Huddle. It's the conference championship edition guys as we look ahead to this weekend we're finally there to figure out who's going to make the super bowl but before we get there jason lock on four carl dukes put him up we're here to talk about what happened because jason we got a lot to react to yeah coming off of an incredible division round weekend and i think the big question right moving forward and even as we saw it play out last week was what's the deal with patrick mahomes How severe is this injury? Are the Chiefs leading us on to believe that this is not going to be a big deal? They're saying he will play. So we know that as of today when we record this podcast, guys, Tuesday, I think he's playing Sunday. But let's talk about what the Chiefs were able to do against the Jags because Travis Kelsey, it seems like nobody ever has any answers for this guy. He had 10 catches in the first half, and I'm going the Jags defense, what are they doing out here? I just I was kind of perplexed that they let him get going that early and that
1: often yeah i mean i think when you go back and look at it i mean it really was all dick and dunk i think at one point i like, get 10 catches on 11 targets for like 55 yards so screen stuff obviously the red zone is imperative right i mean it's it's about sevens not threes um and he was a big part of them being able to cap those drives um yeah it just seemed like it was there whenever they wanted it whenever they needed it and they leaned into it heavily and it helped carry the day for them when Mahomes wasn't right. And I don't know, Carl, like he's going to, I'm sure he's going to, he'll play. Like, I don't doubt that. Like he'll get treatment all week. They'll keep him off his feet. They'll do around the clock stuff, hyperbaric chamber, whatever it takes. (laughs) Right. He'll play. I don't know if he's going to play well. Like, I don't know that he's Patrick Mahomes. I, I think it will affect their game plan. I talked to some personnel people who watched that game. Um, you know, they're not doctors, but they've been in the league a long time. You know, talked to a general manager who watched it closely. Like, they think Andy Reid's going to have to alter his game plan. Like, they don't think you're going to see Patrick Mahomes under center. Up. Like, the backpedaling stuff looked like a big problem for him, having to yeah. go back and handoff. Yeah. Right now, you'll shoot him up and do what you have to do, but, the, but that doesn't get you through three and a half hours. You know, four hours, whatever this takes, like that'll wear off. Um, honestly, I wonder if it is heart of hearts. Andy Reid, if you gave him truths here, would say, I wish we would have played the Bills in Atlanta. Just because could you manage this thing better, right? In a hermetically sealed yes. dome, when you know exactly how everything's gonna be, versus Kansas City where the weather's fluctuating, it might get a little slick on the surface. There might be some condensation. I think they're talking about 11 degrees. Like, that's, you know, like, I just think it's going to be a factor in this game. Is it going to be the primary factor? Maybe. But it's going to be a mitigating factor to some degree. And because that defense is bad, right, that's not a good defense. It's just not. It's the worst of the four teams left, right? Worst of the four teams left. Definitely. Hands down, yes. And even just compared to the rest of the league, not good, like not only not good by playoff standards, just not good. 33 passing touchdowns allowed most of the NFL against a team that has the special sauce to stop the offense, even when Mahomes is himself. Like, if Zach Taylor comes out aggressively and they get up 10-0, then you're not like, I don't think Andy Reid's going to be able to McKinnon and Pacheco them to death and short passes to the tight end. But I don't know that they can do much more than that because how how much can he push the ball? And if you know, you don't even need to spy him, you don't even need to mush rush him. He's staying in the pocket. When he drops back, that's the point we launch. Like the the target when you're pass rushing him, you don't have to worry about hedging your bets. Like where he's standing is where he's throwing. That's a game changer for me. That that for a defense that again already kind of knows how to handle him, I, I, I think it's a bad matchup for the Chiefs. And I, again, I can't imagine that Patrick Mahomes is anywhere close to 100%.
0: Yeah, and the other fear, Jason, if you're a Chiefs fan, and this is going to sound weird because he's so good, he's so he's so damn brilliant when he's healthy, is that when you get in those situations and you feel like you can't do the things you want to do, you overcompensate. That's when you start throwing in the coverages that you shouldn't throw into. That's when you start making the throws that you shouldn't throw, and maybe you should have threw it away because i got to make a play because I'm trying to do too much. And I think that's the other part of this. We'll see how it plays out, but I totally agree with you. I think, listen, when I saw the number shift yesterday, right, we went from Sunday – to Monday, when my show my show started here in Atlanta at 2 o'clock, Chiefs were still favorite. By the end of the show at 7 o'clock, it was a one-and-a-half favorite for the Cincinnati Bengals on the road, and the Chiefs yeah. are underdogs at home. I think that screams volumes to what Vegas thinks about what you're saying and to how we're not going to be able to see Mahomes with what he does. What makes him special is – all this stuff outside the pocket, right? Yes. Running sideways, throwing it yes. underarm, and all he, he's not going to be able to do all that.
1: Jumping in the air, throwing it over people behind the back, no look. But I think what really is soul crushing is when you finally do get him in third and 11, and you're playing everything right, and you, no one's open, and he just spins away from somebody and runs for 11 and a half. It's like, God. Yep. You know, gets just past the sticks. And I just don't think that's going to be there. I don't think that's something they can count on, that they can lean on. Um, not to say they can't find a way to win this thing ugly, but I don't I, like. Even if Mahomes was hundred percent, I'd probably be leading Cincinnati because I've seen the defense now three times. They're good. Do what it had to do to win that game, yeah. And Joe Burrow in the fourth quarter right now, nobody's beating the babyface assassin, not even Patrick Mahomes. And now we're talking about 60%, 70% Patrick Mahomes, whatever it is. Um, And, and look, the Bengals' offensive line, and we'll we'll get into that game, it still doesn't look good on paper, but for the way they ran it against the Bills, I mean, like the way they ran their short-passing offense, right, they threw the ball within five yards of the line of scrimmage, way more than they normally do, Um, and they ran the ball really well. And and the last time they ran the ball like that was – at Arrowhead, week thirteen, and they didn't have Nixon, and P Ryan went over a hundred yards. So I just don't know about this matchup for Andy Reid and company. I'm with you. I feel the same way.
0: They broke uh, Buffalo off for buck seventy, and made it look easy, you know, and and so. This is going to be intriguing, man. I, I want to talk about the Jags for a second. It's in the huddle, guys. Subscribe. We put out new episodes every Tuesday, Thursday, leading into championship weekend. Baldy will be here on Thursday. We'll break down all the games. Jason Lock on four. Carl Dick's with you. The Jags are coming. And I just want to put this out there. I don't know at what point Calvin Ridley will be reinstated. Yeah. But when you look at the Jaguars receiving core, okay, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, Marvin Jones Jr. And now you're going to add Calvin Ridley. Now I know the gambling thing is is looming over his head, but I got to tell you, he can play. Okay. He can play. So when you put that guy into the mix of what they already have and Travis Etienne getting better, boy, Trevor Lawrence is going to have some, he's going to be loaded offensively next season. And I'm just assuming again, he's going to get reinstated. Jason, the Jags are coming, man. I like the yes. way they played. They were probably two plays away from maybe winning this yep. game against the Chiefs.
1: No doubt about it. No, the arrow is pointed way up. And then you look at them versus the rest of their division. Colts are still looking for a coach. Texans still looking for a coach. And Tennessee just, you know, fired their GM in the middle of the year when they were in first place. And, you know, you know, higher rank, I think it's a great hire, but like, I think they're rebuilding. I think they're going to trade Tannehill. Like, I, I think they're going to have to retool. So, yeah, the Jags are very well positioned. Their they're naivete showed up in a few critical spots in that game. Um, obviously, the two turnovers and three plays was the difference. Some drops, both them dropping interceptions and Christian Kirk dropping a ball, you know, that's probably a house call. Um, and it's tough, you know. That, that That's a lot of guys' first road playoff game. They got it out of their system. They gave the Chiefs, you know, a, a good fight. And yeah, like Marvin Jones is a free agent. The rest of those guys aren't at the receiving core. So you sub in Ridley for him. I think they're going to, they're going to keep Ingram. I think they'll end up keeping Ingram. Yeah, I do too. So now you really just have to lean into continue to build your defensive line and, you know, offensive line as well. Like, I mean, I think they just continue to draft in the trenches and with that quarterback, they're going to be, they're going to be a factor.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Let's shift gears and talk about what the Bengals were able to do on the road to the Bills. I've gotten this a lot over the last few days over the weekend. Dukes, the Bills are cursed. They can't get over the hump. Something always goes wrong with the Bills, even when they're the favorite and they're at home. Now, I'm not a believer in this, okay? I I get it. Fans make up crap, you know, whether you want to believe that or not, because they lost four Super Bowls in a row in the 90s. I don't buy all of that. They got outplayed. They got out physical. And they got outplayed. I mean, to me, Jason, this is like simple math. This is not hard, right? We're football guys. We cover the league. But at the end of the day, you just turn on the tape and you see how dominant the Bengals were from start to finish. This wasn't about the Bills being cursed. They got outplayed on their home field. But let me ask you, what does it mean for Josh Allen? Because yeah. here we are again, and we're talking about this upper echelon of quarterbacks. And right now, Burrow is here. Okay. He just is. And yeah. Allen is, is here trying to figure it out.
1: Yeah, no, that there there was no bad luck or circumstance or mishap. They that you said it, they got pushed around. They got bullied from the first possession of that game, really, till the last. Um And they got out-coached, too. I mean, it it was across the board like it was not a good day for them. And you would think it should have been. DeMar Hamlin's back. It's Mm. snowing. The crowd's nuts. Bengals down three offensive linemen. But it was one-way traffic. Um, You know, I again, I talked to some people right after that game, guys who work in the league, and, you know, Bill's offensive line is good. It's not great. Like, could you upgrade there? You could. You know, the pass rush was a problem. They got Von Miller to try to address it. Von Miller got hurt. That happens with older players. Um, You know, Basham and Russo, did they really take the world by storm this year? No, they didn't. I mean, I think when they're sitting in their organizational meetings, they're probably going to say pass rush, pass rush, pass rush. Um, They couldn't make Joe Burrow flinch and he only had two offensive linemen who he's ever played with. before. So, you know, I think that certainly played a role in it. Um, Josh Allen got outplayed by Joe Burrow. No two ways about that. Like, I don't think Josh Allen can't win in the playoffs. Like what Josh Allen did at Arrowhead last year in the playoffs was amazing. Mahomes was one play better. Like, that's why they went and got Von Miller, right? I mean, that's right. Why that's right. They gave him whatever they get thirty six, what are they, forty million fully guaranteed in the first two years of that deal, and that's a guy who'd been hurt a lot the previous three years, and he got hurt. Like it, it, it happens. But it's a really good franchise. They've they've completely turned it around from what it was when Brandon Bean and McDermott got there. But like, the AFC is a muff, man. Like it went from. Brady and Manning, to Mahomes and Burrow. I mean, that's tough. Like, it, it, there's going to be a lot of teams over the next decade in that conference who are perpetually left at the altar. Um, but, yeah, this one stings more because, you know, it was at home. Yeah. And I, I don't know, Carl, the better team won. I, I, don't, I mean, people – like, so I do a radio show in Baltimore, obviously, same division as the Bengals. Like, the amount of people who won't give these guys their due, like, they just still look at it like it's the Bungles, you know? Yes. Oh, so, that's over, man. It's not Paul Brown Stadium anymore. It's whatever the hell they sell somewhere or whatever because they got to pay Joe Burrow. So they changed the name of the stadium. Like, it's literally the stadium that Joe Burrow rebuilt. Yeah. It's special, and the defense is the defense is so good. Like it's good, Lou and Arumbo, man. They never give up more than twenty-four points in the playoffs. Now for two years, six games, nobody does anything for them in the second half. Like that Bills thing, and as good as that offense is, and their seasons on the line, coming out with the first possession of the second half, and what the hell did they do with it? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah,
0: I. Uh, what did you think about the the chase overturn touchdown and the Josh Allen non fumble? That was a fumble. We see these uh, these blunders by the officials. Oh, it's a little fishy, huh? Yeah, I just and again, you know, listen, I'm not accusing anybody of anything, cause it's not in my nature. But but we gotta talk about it because it looked a little suspicious. The Allen fumble was obvious to me. The overturned call yeah. with Jamar Chase, I get it. I thought it was a touchdown, but all right. But those are the kind of plays,
1: man. They they completely turn a game, right? Well, that's the thing. To anybody who would say the Bills are cursed, I would say, well, wait a minute. They got like everything worked. The weather worked in their favor. Home field worked in their favor. The refs worked in their favor, and they still got outclassed. Like the better, like again, the the, the better team won. The Bills were the healthier team by and large. Um. Yeah. Look. I, I wonder if we find out a week from now that Josh Allen is going to get this cleaned up or that cleaned up. You know what I mean? And the shoulder yeah. maybe was a little bigger of a deal than than anybody wanted to let on at the time because they're trying to make a Super Bowl run. Um, and that's not to make excuses for them. Um, the defense was really good. Not enough great players made great plays for them on defense this year. I felt like you know what I mean. It's it's yeah. it didn't. He was the star. Yes. And when your offense is scored 20, 28 to 30 a game, it makes the defense better, right? But when the offense is bogged down, can somebody over there get that big sack? Can somebody over there force that huge turnover? Can somebody over there take an interception to the house? And there, I, I just feel like through the length and breadth of their season, there wasn't a ton of that. I want to
0: address this Stefan Diggs situation. You've seen the footage by now where he's on the sideline. He's yeah. basically showing up Josh Allen – who knows what the hell he's saying? Doesn't matter. Here's my issue. And I know he put out a Twitter post or some Insta post basically saying, you know, I'm not cool with losing or you want me to be all right with losing. Nah, I, nobody's cool with losing, but it's how you lose. Right. It's yeah. how you maintain and, and dictate, you know, being a captain on that team and and, and showing by example. And, and I thought, Jason. You know, it was complete BS the way he showed up, Josh Allen. Dude got targeted 10 times in the game. Yeah. I don't know what he wanted. I mean, I don't know if he wanted 20 targets. I don't even right. know if it would have mattered with the way the Bengals were playing defense. But just to show up the guy that is trying to get you involved, he's trying to get you the ball. Dude, it's just not working. Some days yeah. it's just not working. And you go, all right, you know what, we tried. But to to, to do what he did and be demonstrative about it and act the fool, yeah. I thought it was just complete BS by Diggs, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, his frustration got the best of him. Um, you know, I I'd like to think that there's been a phone call. You know what I mean? Or he said, "Hey, man, like I got to say what I got to say publicly." You know, but you're my, you know, I shouldn't have done that. You're my guy. Like I lost my cool. Um, but he also, you know, like he went like got out of the locker room like like apparently just. Uh, <laughs> Left, and then Duke Johnson brought him back, and then he left again. So, yeah. I mean, it's a long offseason. I'm sure they'll work it out. Um, could they use one more thing? I mean, it's like you go back and I don't know, man. Like, Dawson Knox is pretty good. Like, he's not otherworldly, but, I mean, how many otherworldly tight ends are there? You know what I mean? Like, I've seen Gabe Davis do a lot of big things on a big stage. Now, he had a, he had a couple plays he'd walk back in that game. I think, but like, I mean, I guess, could they use another receiver? I guess, I mean, a lot of people talk about the running backs. They're one of the better rushing teams in the league. Now, I get it. The quarterback had a lot to do with that. You know, do I think them getting Josh Jacobs in free agency all of a sudden means they're not going to lose to a Joe Burr or a Patrick Mahomes in a championship game or a divisional game the final, the following year? and can you guarantee that i don't think you can guarantee that i mean i I don't know it's tough yeah i uh
0: i do think they have to address that but i don't know if that gives them the edge either way bills at home it's going to be a long off season um and you know i am curious to see how they retool they don't need to rebuild it's that's a good football team they just need to retool a couple of things and you know but but this is what they played for they wanted home field you know, in this particular game and they got it and just weren't able to take advantage of it.